Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today I have with me Vanessa Andra. So I, did I get that right? You I got, got it. You got it. Yay. <laughs> um, I actually met Vanessa through being a hype lord at or for Meg Run, which is a run club community that is focused on improving the lives of others, both physically and mentally. It's incredible. Um, and Vanessa has a very strong passion for all things health and fitness. However, in particular, Vanessa constantly works on improving her mindset, pushing herself outside her comfort zone and becoming the best version of herself. And it's so incredibly inspiring. So I really reckon that so many other people will be able to get so much out of um, today's episode as well. So welcome, Vanessa. Did you want to just like maybe tell everybody a little bit about yourself? You know, have you had your own health journey um, and where you got to where you are today as well? Um, Firstly, thank you for having me on here. Um, I guess my journey is like, I guess it starts off as um, being like your standard kind of uh, stereotype mindset as a girl where you're like, I got to be skinny. So I actually had a very unhealthy um, perspective on like what I'm supposed to eat, um, how like how I'm going to lose that weight, the standard, I'll run a heap, don't eat much, you're going to lose weight. That was like high school version of me. Um, and even so, like I look back at photos and I'm like, I was quite, quite slim and I was such, so mean to myself. Mm. Um, Fast forward to say 2016, um, I finally joined a gym um, inspired by watching my brother be such a big gym person. I was just like, I want to be like, I want to be strong. Um, I still had a bit of a bad relationship with um, eating and like actually, like it was never, never like an eating disorder, but I just didn't uh, respect what food is meant for <laughs> and that is to fuel your body not neglect it and um yeah not give yourself the right kind of fuel um so yeah I got into gym I wasn't very consistent and then let's say I finally I started my full-time job as an auditor in 2018 um I graduated uni mid-year and then started working there and a big thing about auditing is it eats up so much of your so much of your time that you forget to take care of yourself. And so I vowed to myself that I would continue to train aggressively so that I just didn't lose that mental health side of things that was really getting me through the job. Um, And then at the end of 2019, start of 2020, I went on a three-month holiday and um, I kept saying to my friends, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back to Australia. I really want to do a half marathon when I get back. Um, then I tore my ACL and my MCL. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, then that happened and I was just like, well, that's wonderful. I'm going to have to postpone that race. Um, it was grim. I was like, I had the operation two months after tearing it. So it was January Mm -hmm. and operation was, um, was it like just after Valentine's day, 14th, 15th of, um, 15th of Feb and then yeah I first three two three days I was just in tears I was so angry so sad 
um, I was like, I don't know, like I can't move my goddamn leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, you get really dark and then, um, yeah, snapped out of it. I was just like, not that there's, there's, there's a process to go through here to actually recover from this. Um, and so, yeah, I finally booked in with the physio and from there just went hard at all of the physio, um, rehab exercises. It was started COVID. So I really had no option, but to really do this stuff. Um, and I was just committed to bouncing back and specifically just being stronger than I was before the operation. Um, and then, yeah, just spiral affected by the end of the year. I ran the furthest I'd gone with 16 Ks. Then I joined the Meg run, as you said, Mm -hmm. is how we met and met like a heap of really incredible like-minded people that, um, just, yeah, major snowball effect. And here I am today, fast forward, running ultra marathons. (laughs) Incredible. And so I guess for you, going through that surgery of the MCL, ACL, because I fully understand where you are coming from. I also did both my MCL and ACL, had to go through the same surgery. So I get where you're coming from, where when you focus on exercise and movement and then it's taken away from you mentally, it's really, really difficult. Really weird. Like, you're just like, I can't move. Yeah. I can't do things that I was once able to do. 100%. So was there... A point that you notice or how did you pull yourself out of that to be like okay I need to focus on this like I know I can improve I can get better I can get back to running like what was that turning point for you I think um it was my friend Mikey told me a story about I always forget who it was but it was either Michael Jordan or Kobe they tore their a Achilles um and I mean they're the greatest basketball players of all time and um they're told that whichever one it was was told not you you won't be able to play for like a year you're out for the entire year um and I think in eight weeks he was back not playing at full um full effort or max um output but he was back out out there and I was just like relative to myself I'm able to bounce, like get back into it. If I want it hard, like enough, um, I'm, I, I didn't want to give up fitness at all. So mm. um, that's, that's all I wanted. So that, that just, that story did it. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And um, I think you, when it happens, you have so much time to reflect. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you take that time to pause as well and be like, okay, well, I might not be able to walk right now, but there's so many other things that your body can do. And I think also one thing that I noticed in particular was the tiny little things that we take for granted every single day, like being able to walk. Like you would never think that, like you just go through your day, you don't even think twice that you can move both your legs and you can get from A to B by walking. But as soon as that's taken away from you, you're like, oh, okay, like, this like I should be so much more grateful for that yeah um, and sometimes it's a little bit sad that it does take us you know you don't know Something what you've got to it's gone. yeah exactly for sure. yeah so for you you know all things mindset like taking all of mindset into consideration 
what do you believe to be maybe the biggest influence on someone's mindset, like in their lifestyles? And I guess as well, for a lot of people who are wanting to change their mindset, like where would they even begin with that? Um, for mindset, gosh, it's a common thing to be said, but it, it does come majorly from within. How mm. badly do you want to make that change? Why do you want to make that change? Um, like, why is that even a thing in your mind? So for me, I cared so much about my health. And so I was like, well, what am I going to do about it? I have to put the time in. I have to look into, I had to go to the physio and do everything I needed in that respect. Um, you just, you had to find the source yourself. But then on top of that, it's who you're surrounded by, um, mm. which I, with COVID, thankfully at that time, I was with a housemate that also cared a lot about um, her fit, her health. Um, and she was super supportive of my rehab and was there for me. And I kept saying to her, as soon as, um, as soon as my physio gives me clearance to run again, I'm coming with you. And she hated running. Like <laughs> I, I transfer, she ran her first half marathon. Last, well, yeah, she ran her first official half marathon last year, having hated running beforehand and then grew to love it. Um, so again, so you're surrounded by, of course, Megaron mm. played a big part in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always had really supportive friends, like um, especially with the change of direction that I've taken with all my training. They've stood by me, um, however crazy it may seem. It's they're still they might not do it themselves, but I've got that support. Um, and then even my parents, it's very bizarre to them, but oh, it, they, they're just like, okay, you do that, just don't hurt yourself. So, yeah, your surroundings and then just knowing why you're doing it in the first place. Mm, yeah, environment. And I guess you become the version of the five closest people to you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. which in a way for me doesn't, it doesn't fully apply because, I mean, the five closest people around me, I, I take different, like, aspects out of them all, mm. but the crazy like fitness stuff that I do none of them are like really in that realm so I think it's mm -hmm. those other aspects about them I guess like the determination that they may have yeah. or um drive for life that that definitely has been a part of that I think also like my brother is one person that I um put in at least look up to very very closely um and he's just been very very in my life of recent and that's played a big role in me wanting more for myself mm, that's so incredible and then when you spoke about as well that why like having that deep why knowing understanding it and I think a lot of the time as well reinforcing that to yourself as well because yeah. we go through our days you know like every day comes and it goes and it's so easy to get caught up in everything else that is going on work relationships friendships whatever it is that sometimes our wife or whatever it is we're trying to get to can get pushed to the back of the mind yeah so whether that's writing that down somewhere or do you have like a way that you remind yourself of your deep why and why you are working towards what you are I think I talk about it a lot to people because mm -hmm. even when I'm especially when I'm out there running freaking ultra I'm like why <laughs> am I doing this and 
because I, I do have these conversations quite regularly. Um, my why is that I don't, the sole reason isn't for myself that I do this anymore. I do it because I can see the impact it's having on people's lives around me. Um, mm. Like I've had friends that I haven't talked to in very long time, in a very long time, and um, they, they're just like, I see what you're doing and it's, it's inspired me to go for a walk, um, join a gym and like actually regularly attend. Um, like I do it because people sometimes need need that extra push and um I think also when people have known me for a very long amount of time and they've seen me go from one person at a different stage of my life into what I'm doing now that has inspired them to be like well if Vanessa who was this person way back when can now do this I can go change myself now as well Mm -hmm. yeah I love that and for a lot of people sometimes it could be well, it is them that is getting between actually getting to their goals. And as humans, it's so easy to be our own biggest critics and put ourselves down. And we tend to blame either ourselves or blame external events or other people as to why we can't get to that end goal that we have. And a lot of the time in life, it's so much easier to give up and walk away than to push through those challenging times. Yeah. For you, obviously, you... And I even see it within you as well. Like you were so good at pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and challenging yourself in so many different areas. So what, like, where do you get that drive from and how does somebody else, you know, work on actually pushing past when you start blaming things and that self-doubt and all that? I think, um, I think I'm a little crazy. No, (laughs) (laughs) I'm why why do I push through it I I love it I think I really love constantly having that challenge I've always been like my parents put me in a lot of like I had tennis karate and violin growing up as a kid and that's like just hours and hours on end packed full of doing a lot of stuff um if I had a I always had karate lessons on a Saturday morning and so on a Friday night, if I had something on, mum and dad was like, no, nope, you have to go to training the next morning. So it's like I, I grew up with a background of a non-negotiable um, stop making excuses. Um, that's probably the big thing for me was is like it, I constantly remind myself that, yes, this is hard, but ultimately the reward is so much more beneficial to me. Um, and the second I give up, it's it's me limiting myself. So like the mindset behind it is you just need to stop half-assing things or stop making excuses and finding a shortcut. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a very tough love on it because like my parents just gave me no option to just give up really. Um, it's yeah. It's just non-negotiable. Like stop giving yourself options. Like when you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh, I could stand there. It's like, no, your only option should be you wanted to go to gym, so you're going to gym. Done. Mm -hmm. Stop having that internal conversation. Mm. And as humans, it's so challenging to to take back that control, I guess. It's really easy to to push it away. But I think that tough love that you're talking about, it's 
such a good way to look at it. And sometimes we need a little bit of tough love than mm-hmm. being soft on ourselves because sometimes we do need that wake up call that at the end of the day, nobody's coming to rescue us. Nobody's coming to go to the gym for us. Yeah. We are the ones who have to actually take that action if we want the results. So that tough love, I think it definitely, definitely has a place and can definitely make an impact whether, and you know, it has to come from within what you're saying before, you know, that mindset shift and all that has to come from within and whether that comes back to your deep why or whatnot it's needed 100 percent. yeah so for you the fact that yeah everyone wants to find a cop out like and i just i honestly i think i think it's bullshit um Mm. there's so much out there's so much in my life that people aren't aware of um but i won't like you just Duh, I cannot say it enough. Just stop making, stop saying that the world is against you and yeah. it's just too hard because honestly, you doing nothing is just making your life harder. Mm. Like sitting back and taking a backseat in your own life is, that's, that's your fault mm. that's on you that it continues to be hard. And that is exactly the tough love of it because if you're not taking action, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. That's, that's your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy to play victim sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, and you're right. If you're, this is it. There's no coming back and there's no second chances at this life. So if you sit in the backseat of it, like that's what you've chosen to do. And yeah. at the end, when you come to the end of it, I always say like one thing to a lot of my clients is, when you're 80 years old and you're looking back on your life, what did you spend too much time worrying about? And what did you spend not enough time doing? Because typically they always say the only things you ever regret when you get to the end of your life are the things that you didn't do, whether that be challenging yourself, pushing yourself, maybe even, you know, quitting your job and starting something new, which actually leads me into for you, obviously a change in your lifestyle um, has happened recently, which is exciting. Um, Do you reckon getting that motivation to actually push forwards and take that leap has come from building up your mindset through challenging yourself in other areas of your life, like, you know, fitness and all of that as well? Or is that just something that comes back again to childhood and being brought up in a way like your parents have? I think that one was definitely a mindset thing um, Mm. because if I were to hang back with the like with just how my parents were, I would have stayed in that job because it was the yeah. safe, comfortable, right thing to do. You went to uni for three and a half years. Mm. Why would you do such a good, such a good job? It <laughs> all comes down to what your definition of things is and how you actually perceive it to be. Because in hindsight, yeah, like it is, it was a good job. It was on paper, it looks great and everything. But um I look back at it now and I'm like, well, it was good while it, while I was in it and it was the right thing at the time, but we are mm-hmm. ever-changing human beings. Like I think one thing I just keep saying is life is so incredibly unpredictable. Mm. You can think this is a path that you're going to take and then suddenly it all completely changes, um, which is exactly what happened. Um, I never thought I would be doing anything I'm doing right now. I was meant to stay in that job for like, I don't know, seven years. I lasted just just under three years. Um, 
the the whole mindset thing of I was seeing I was basically the surroundings of seeing what other people were doing I was like it was really helping me assess whether I was in the right place for myself um and I was just like well if I'm not happy right now like why stay Mm. truly as long as I can pay my way through life in the meantime why stay um because it's not serving me anymore so all right find an out figure out a plan and just go with it back yourself um these last few days I've like had a lot of clarity and I'm like all right I've got more plans to change um (laughs) it's it's scary it is truly scary but as long as you have a, someone said to me today, I can't remember, as long as you have a roof over your head um, and you can feed yourself, you're fine. That like, it's, it's not the end of the world and you can think out the worst possible scenario. If it's something you can come back from, go for it. If it's something you can't, maybe don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that piece of advice because there's a lot of people who do want to change the direction of their life if they're not happy now it's so easy to think about everything that's going to go wrong for you rather than, and maybe they're valid, but I guess but again, you have to weigh up. ruin you, mm. like if you're like, hmm, what's the example? I guess like I re- I've reached out to a brand and mm. I could be like, mm, I won't reach out because they'll, they could just ignore me and that that's going to suck or whatever. And I'm like, but that's not even that bad. Say nothing. Mm. But the good scenario is, oh, I might get a little brand deal here. So it, it can go either way, but it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, there's much worse scenarios that I could use, but yeah, that's 100%. just something simple. Definitely. I think one thing that definitely has helped me with that as well is when I think about the scenarios, asking myself, then what? So if we take that brand scenario, it's like, okay, they don't reply. Okay, but then what? Oh, well, I might be really upset, but then what? And you just keep asking yourself until you get to the bottom of it. You're like, okay, it's actually not that bad. Like I will still wake up. Like you said, you still have a roof over your head. You still have food to eat. It's not yeah. the end of the world. You will be okay. So that's yeah. so incredibly powerful. Yeah. Then what? I like that. I haven't thought of that one. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else that you want, that you feel is really powerful when it comes to shifting mindset from maybe an unhelpful place to a helpful place, something that's helped you or you've seen help other people or something else that you wanted to share around mindset? I think um, a big thing is honestly writing it, writing it down. It Mm. seems, it seems like it won't actually help, but um, we, the book I'm reading right now, Wabi Sabi, um, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, It's we multitask all the freaking time. Um, and therefore we have so much built up in our minds, um, that you can never really truly focus on one particular thought at a time. So you'll never end up putting the energy into a certain goal that you have because there's just so much going on in your head. So you write it out, you pick a thing to focus on, and then you go on from there, just bit by bit, break everything down, um, which just it it provides a lot of clarity so that yeah you can finally focus on the thing that you've been putting off for ages um i think yeah writing things down plays a big role in making sure that action oh yeah and taking action from like what you're actually writing down because again if it's just sitting in your head 
you're just going to forget because you'll get caught up in all the other things going on in your life. So Mm. I think sitting down, giving yourself the time to process and actually look at everything in your life rather than Mm. going all the time, which is something I've got to work on because I'm (laughs) used to going all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it's something that is so basic and simple but so effective and so often I feel we try and overcomplicate so many things whereas mm-hmm. you just take it back to basics and you just physically see it and then you can know what you need to take action on and you know what's working maybe what's not working or what you're spending more time on or what maybe you need to spend more time on like whatever it is simple basic but it's achievable for everyone which is incredible yeah yeah that's exactly it just Oh, yeah, dumb it down. You don't need to make it complicated. Um, it's only complicated when you really overthink it, which is unnecessary. Definitely. Now, some quick fire questions for you, which I ask all of my podcast guests. Are you ready? Yes. What is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? Um, ugh, I need to eat breakfast. I can't mm. miss that annoys me. Otherwise I'm tired and <laughs> I need fuel. That That's it. Definitely breakfast. Food is fuel. Love it. Yeah. What is one thing everyone can do every day to improve their life? Hmm. I think um, do a random act of kindness, to be honest. Mm. Um, even if it's, it, whether it's to someone, you know, or just a complete stranger that, that, projection of being kind and nice and positive to someone really creates a glow on the inside um that yeah if you do that every day it's one of those like one percent things that builds up surmounts into something so much more powerful on the inside Mm, i love it and you never know what somebody else is going through so your small compliment small smile small whatever it is hello can actually change someone's entire day absolutely like geez some of the things I've said and people are just like like wow you I was actually having a shitty day and that that's just improved it a lot simple simple things doesn't take much time Mm-mm. no and cost nothing yes always <laughs> what is your favorite quote and why um currently it is uh, what was it again? Um, if it makes you happy, it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. Mm. That one's why? Because like I said, or like you're aware of, I'm doing some really crazy things at the moment and it doesn't make sense to people, but it makes me happy. And that is all that matters. Um, sure. I am putting my body through some absolute hell, um, but I love it. Like I truly enjoy everything I'm taking on at the moment and so fuck what anyone else thinks yeah it doesn't matter it's my Mm -hmm. life Mm. we definitely spend way too much time in our lives worrying about what other people think about us I think that is such an incredibly powerful quote now I'm really interested to know your answer to this next question the final question Mm. I ask all my podcast guests because I know that you have achieved a lot. So in the distant future, when you are looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you will be most proud of? This could be something that you have already done 
or this could be something that you are hoping to do in the future. Yikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, oh. Because I just, I know I, I want to do so much. Mm. Um, and literally the, the there's, so, there's so a list of things I want to do and it just goes on. I don't know. I think in, yeah, in say the distant or even near future, being stoked about doing an Ironman would be mm-hmm. really Um, Because I remember I actually saw this teacher today who I haven't seen since I graduated. So I'm running this morning and I'm like, I used to look at this man and be like, wow, he's so sick. He does Ironmans all the time. I'm like, I will never do that. And I'm like, I'm genuinely planning to hopefully do a a whole heap in my life. Um, That's one thing. I don't know. I'm really pretty stoked about the ultras. Um, I'd love to start winning them, but I know Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen for a while. So because the process of being an ultra endurance runner, it's not instant. The people Mm -hmm. that win they're like in their thirties and their forties because their bodies are weathered and actually used to, they put the Ks on legs. I've been doing this for a year. Mm. It would be rude of me to think I'm going to take out those wins all the time. Like I got to respect mm. the sport. So yeah, I know just um, winning, winning ultras in, in the future. Definitely be proud of. Yeah, for sure. So tell the audience, what you have coming up in your life, if anything, um, and also where can the listeners find you? Um, so what do I have coming up in six weeks? Uh, just under, I've got GC half marathon and I want to PB that at one thirty, And then I've got Sunshine Coast marathon in under 12 weeks and I'm to PB that at three thirty. Um, I need to find a 100 K race. That's one that I want to do before the end of the year. Um, I'll do my first triathlon by the end of the year. Uh, and I think just, I don't know when I'm going to do this, but I want to travel America to a marathon in a date. That's probably, that's one that just keeps coming up in my head. I'm like, mm, I want to That would be incredible. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yes, for people who want to eat <laughs> all of this stuff, um, my Instagram would be the best probably the only way that you'll see all of this um mm. is vanessa andrea v-a-n-e-s-s-a-n-g-e-r-e-r incredible and yeah if they want to watch what happens with you and everything and the journey that you're going on great place even actually even if people are just looking for motivation with health fitness all of that your Instagram is a great place to go and get all of that content from. But thank you so much for coming on today and sharing so much insightful information with everyone. I definitely think a lot of people will get a lot out of it, even if they just need, you know, a little bit of tough love or a little bit of a kick up the bum to be like, you you have these goals, go out there and actually start taking the action to achieve them. So thank you so much, Vanessa. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me love a little bit of tough love sometimes and some extra motivation. I really hope that you loved or enjoyed or got something out of today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening to Naked Wellness. I would love to hear from you. If it's something that you learned today, if it's a question that you have, any feedback at all, please head over to my Instagram. It is KJ Wellness with three S's. Send me a message. I'd love to connect with you. Please also, if you could leave me a review, that would be absolutely amazing. 
but I will speak to you in the next episode very soon. I hope you have a lovely day or night wherever you are. Take care.